0: You are listening to Meet the Thriller Author, the podcast where I interview writers of mysteries, thrillers, and suspense books. I'm your host, Alan Peterson, and this is episode number 179. This episode is going to be a little different. I'm not uh, talking to an author, but instead I'm welcoming one of Amazon Books' senior editors. Uh, Her name is uh, Vanessa Cronin. Uh, She arrived from the United States, uh, from Ireland, over two decades ago, and has spent the intervening years working in the book industry as a book buyer, a sales rep, an Amazon bookstore curator, and now an Amazon Books senior editor. She covers the mystery, thriller, and suspense category, uh, but really there's almost no genre she won't read. Amazon recently released released its editor's picks for the best books of the year, including the best mystery and thrillers of 2021. So I asked her to uh, come onto the show to talk about those books and uh, she was nice enough to agree to it. And so uh, I'm going to have that interview here in just a minute. It was a lot of fun talking to Vanessa about the books and it was just uh, fun getting to uh, peek behind the curtain over at Amazon books. Uh, you can check out the Amazon editor picks for best mystery and thrillers of uh, 2021 by going to thrillingreadscom forward slash 2021. I'd love to also hear from you. Which were your favorite thriller mystery books of uh, the year? Uh, Head on over to thrillingreads.com forward slash best 21 and let me know. Or just email me at ellen at thrillingreads.com. Uh, Let me know which was your favorite uh, mystery and thriller books of the year. I'll share all the listener choices that I receive. I'll share them on the last episode of the year. I think that'll be kind of fun. And I'll also share my top picks of the year on the final episode uh, of this year Uh, coming up here in uh, just a couple weeks. uh, The year's almost over, which is hard to believe. (laughs) All right. In this episode, though, we're going to be talking about uh, Amazon editor's picks with uh, Vanessa Cronin. Hey, everybody. This is uh, Alan with Meet the Thriller Author. And I'm excited to have uh, Vanessa Cronin on the podcast uh, today. She uh, has worked in the book industry for many years, and she's currently an Amazon Books senior editor uh, covering the mystery, thriller, and suspense categories, my favorite. And I'm excited to have her on the podcast to talk about the Amazon editor's picks for the uh, best mystery and thrillers of 2021. Welcome to the podcast, Vanessa.
1: Thank you. Thank you for inviting me.
0: So, before we get into the uh, the nitty gritty and talking about books, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Uh, how you got started in the publishing industry?
1: It was funny, actually. I started working for a calendar company in Seattle, and in those days, um, the major publishing companies all produced their own calendars. And so I parlayed that into a job as a buyer at Amazon. And then I had a boss at Amazon. I was buying lifestyle categories, but I had a boss at Amazon who was super into thrillers. And so she gave me a list, kind of like a boot camp list of all the thing of all the thrillers, mysteries, and thrillers she thought I should read. And uh, I barely remember most of the titles, but I remember that The Killing Floor by Lee Child was at the top of the list. And I loved it so much that that was it. I was off. I just started reading every mystery and thriller that uh, was recommended to me after that.
0: You got hooked. <laughs> totally hooked. Yep. I'm kind of curious too now. so you're currently a senior editor for Amazon You. Explain that a little bit what you, what your role is, what the what that job entails?
1: Yeah, so there's a group of us and our jobs are to manage certain categories, in my case, mystery and thriller, and we're basically Our job is to help Amazon customers find their next great read, their next favorite read. And so we read a ton, as you might expect, and uh, we talk about the books, we advocate and champion titles and really try and, as I say, bring these great reads to our customers.
0: Oh my gosh, that's a dream job.
1: (laughs) It is great. It's always been my job to read books for a living and I'm doing it. I love it.
0: Yeah. Oh, so you guys, are are you the ones behind? Like when we get those, as a customer, you get those email recommendations for thrillers and and all those books. Is that, uh, are you part of the creating as list? and?
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. And our one of our big programs is the best of the month program. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can uh, find that on the, the book's homepage. And uh, yeah, every month we read as many books as we possibly can. And we vote for the ones that we love the most. Um, we have uh, 10 editors picks um, and then across all categories. And then we have uh, a bunch of category picks, you know, mystery, history, nonfiction, Biomem, all of that, Um, and so yeah, we we read a ton.
0: (laughs) (laughs) The reason so we have you on here is because recently published the uh, best the best lists and all the different categories, including the uh, mystery and thriller books for 2021 and there's a uh, 20 picks on there. And so I'm kind of curious what that process was like, like, uh, do you guys, you all vote for it? Was it like an arguing, how does that process work?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly basically what we do. So, um, just for people listening, if you go to Amazon.com forward slash best books 2021, you'll see what we're talking about here. Um, but yeah, so I mentioned earlier, we do best of the month where we pick you know our favorites for each month. Well, twice a year in June, we do best of the year so far. And in November, as you mentioned, we do the best books of the year. And that's where we go back through all of the books that we read and loved and championed Over the year. And we basically, in the old days, of course, we would get in a room. This past two years, we had to uh, get on a call and lots of coffee, just kind of locked ourselves away and just went through the books one by one, came up with our long list, tried to edit that down to our short list, all the way championing the books that we loved. Sometimes we would say, you know what, I really believe this needs to be in the top 10. But if you don't believe me, someone else needs to read it, and other members of the team will be like, "Okay, I'm going to read that," and will, and they will come back and go, "Yep, you're right. That was amazing. Uh, top ten for sure, or top twenty, or whatever."
0: It's well, fascinating, fascinating to see the seeing how the magic happens behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. It's so much fun. I'm kind of curious too, because it's obviously since you've read so many books and what were some of the uh, the trends and key themes that you noticed there for uh, mystery and thriller books uh, this year?
1: It's interesting because I think the female-led thrillers, which have been huge for the last few years, ever since, you know, Gone Girl and The Girl on the Train, um, female-led thrillers continue to rule. uh, Novels like The Last Thing He Told Me, um, still doing really, really well. Um, It was interesting. One of the trends I noticed was um, authors crossing over from other categories to write in mystery um beginning like in 2020 with Alyssa cole a well-known romance author moved to mystery um one of the books we loved last year or actually this year um the good sister sally hepworth started out writing women's fiction and now with the last couple of books she's um starting to write mystery which is has been fantastic she's The last book was a great hit, which we loved. Um, And even one of the best-selling books of the year, The Plot by Jean Hanf-Carlitz. She is best known for writing women's fiction. And this was her first time writing uh, in the mystery space. And, you know, first mystery, hit it right out of the park. So that was an interesting um, theme that's been going on. Um, And it's continuing into next year as well, because one of the books that we of 2022 that we love so far is um, Real Easy by Marie Rutkoski, who started out as a a young adult uh, author. Um, And the other trend I would see then is the Locked Door Mysteries continue to be really, really popular and uh, were uh, definitely common in 2021. Uh, Authors like Ruth Ware and Lucy Foley are really keeping the flag flying for that. And of course, the Agatha Christie renaissance that's been happening over the last couple of years has definitely uh, put wind in those
0: sails. Yeah. I've been noticing that trend too with the locked rooms. I think most of the movie that Knives Out probably is uh, Yes, influencing it a lot. Do you see like movies and other pop culture stuff influence books, the books that are published or...
1: Um, yeah, and I see it the other way around as well. I feel like there has been an uptick in mystery novels being adapted for screen. Things like Caroline Kepney's You has been hugely popular, obviously, and Killing Eve uh, started out as a, as a thriller. So that's been a, another trend that's ongoing, but has seen a marked uptick in the last year.
0: Interesting. And what do you you think for anything new you think that might be popping for next year? Any new trends that you see brewing out there?
1: Well, one of the things that I'm seeing and, you know, there's been a big conversation in the last couple of years about um, representation and BIPOC authors and mystery has traditionally been a space where there don't appear to have been very many mystery authors besides, you know, of color, besides Walter Mosley, and uh, lately uh, Attica Locke. And now we're seeing a lot more. There were quite a few debuts in 2021 um, with uh, BIPOC authors. Uh, Sean Cosby is a perfect example. S.A. Cosby's uh, career has exploded uh, since he started writing mysteries, starting with Blacktop Wasteland and now this year's Razorblade Tears, which was uh, one of our favorite mysteries of the year. So it's really nice to be able to see a lot more authors of color writing in this space and uh i think that's a trend that's going to continue
0: yeah that's great and then, uh, and i did recognize the uh, the names on the uh, some of the names on the list like of course you know michael connelly stephen king uh karen slaughter but um but three new authors to me on that list uh, one one was sa crosby uh who wrote the who, razor blade and then you mentioned the plot uh by uh, gene hanf uh, Corlitz, I didn't butcher her name, and Richard Osman's, The Man Who Died Twice. Those three kind of jumped out at me. Can you tell us a little bit about those three books and why do you think they're resonating so well with the readers and editors and critics?
1: It's funny because they kind of couldn't be different. Um, S.A. Cosby has been described as writing rural southern noir. So, Razorblade Tears is, um, a vengeance epic about two fathers whose sons were married to one another and were killed, murdered. And so they go, um, in search of vengeance, basically. Um, and it, he has this, amazing knack of writing these like pedal to the metal thrillers the the action is unflinching and the, the pacing is crazy and yet there's emotional heft in what he writes he really does the little relationships between people so so well in this case you've got two fathers one Both ex-cons, one black, one white. They couldn't be more different. They don't even like each other all that much, but they have one goal in common, which is to um, figure out who killed their sons, and finally, and they you know enter on this quest. And the relationship between them is done so, so well. As I say, emotional heft and just pedal to the metal action is uh kind of the the hallmark of S.A. Cosby's writing. And then with the plot. This is one of those ones where if you are looking for a novel that has just twists and reveals, um, if you like reading novels where people make that one choice that ripples out across their life and causes untold trouble, then this is the novel for you. It's basically a writer who has never hit the the heights of uh, authorly success that he wanted to, and he meets a, a student who has a plot that he thinks is going to be super successful. And so the professor steals the plot, basically. The student dies, professor steals the plot and publishes it to great acclaim, great success, and then discovers that someone knows what he did. And so it's like it's one of those things where the suspense comes from thinking, what would I do in his position? At every turn, he kind of, you know, does the wrong thing and gets into you know further into trouble um and then like i say there's amazing twists and reveals with the man who died twice the hook is the humor and so um this is a story of basically four septuagenarian friends who live at this retirement home in rural england And um, one of them has a career in law enforcement in her past. And the four of them have this, uh, they're really into true crime. So they have this um, club where they meet and discuss true crimes called Thursday Murder Club. And what happens is that they inadvertently stumble onto some real life uh, murders and end up solving them. And like I say, the hook here is kind of humor. I think in the last few years, shows like Vera and Midsummer Murders have really grasped the imagination of American viewers and so i think this very british very funny uh mystery series kind of appeals to that same audience
0: so sounds kind of like a cozy mystery kind of subgenre, maybe or
1: yeah it, it is in that it's amateur sleuth mm-hmm. yeah it is cozy um but there are some you know real murders they happen off the page but yeah it is a it is a cozy read great escapism you one of those ones where when you're reading it, you're imagining people like Judy Dench being cast in the movie, which I believe Steven Spielberg has optioned, so that may actually happen.
0: Oh wow, awesome! That, that'd be kind yeah. of cool if you if you're envisioning Judy Dench and she ends up being on there. You're like, I knew it. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of curious too now uh, for your personal list of the top twenty. Uh, any other maybe two or three books that kind of that you would like to. To talk about, I know, I'd like to talk about them all but
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, since we talked about those three, which I loved, I'll move on to a couple of other ones. One that I loved was The First Day of Spring by Nancy Tucker. And it basically takes you into the mind of Christy, a very young girl who has been abandoned by her father, lives with a narcissistic mother, and ends up basically committing murder. She murders a, a young child. And that sounds horrible and it is but the way um Nancy Tucker has written this character is just amazing it feels so authentic it is genuinely disturbing and at the same time there are you know bolts of dark humor that just really you know keep it from being too dark Um, and it just feels so rivetingly authentic because the um, author is actually um, a psychologist so she knows what she's talking about Uh, and it, it was one of those books where I started reading it not quite sure what I was getting myself into because child killers don't, you know doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun And I, once I started reading, I didn't stop. I mean, I think I finished the book at like two o'clock in the morning. So that one I loved. Um, False Witness by Karen Slaughter. I love Karen Slaughter in any case. Um, But this one I think is one of her best. And it begins with a chapter in which you think one thing is happening. And to your horror, you realize something else, an entirely different scenario is being set up. and. Then the second chapter cuts to, you know, decade later, decade or more later, when this lawyer, this woman who's a lawyer, is told by her boss that she must represent this uh, wealthy gentleman who's been accused of multiple rapes. And when she goes to see him, to her horror, she realizes she knows him. She has known him years and years ago. Um, And from there, it's just this taut thriller where you find out, what their history is and it is again one of those books where it's it's just gripping from start to finish and the the reveals are fantastic the characterizations particularly of the two sisters the lawyer and her sister at the heart of it Um, there's a subplot involving the sister's drug addiction Um, and that whole aspect of the book is also fascinating how she deals with addiction in such a sympathetic way and at the same time it helps drive the plot. Um, can't recommend that one highly enough. And um, the other one that I loved is When Ghosts Come Home by Wiley Cash. And Wiley Cash is kind of more known for uh, writing literary fiction. In this case, he writes about um, Sheriff Winston Barnes, who is a sheriff in a small uh, South Carolina town. He's approaching retirement age. Um, and one night he hears a plane in the distance and follows it to the local aerodrome where he finds the plane empty and um the son of the local high school principal shot to death lying on the runway and it goes from there to bring in all kinds of you know issues about racism the, the principal and his son are black um about life in a southern town about you know law enforcement and all kinds of different issues. There's a whole family dynamic going on. And it is just so well written. It's, you know, the plot doesn't sound particularly involved, but he, the quality of the writing is so superb and the characterizations. And then there's a twist at the end that literally left me with my mouth open and was one of those books where I couldn't wait to tell the other editors you have to read this one. It is so good.
0: Wow I'm gonna have to yeah I'm gonna have to put that to the top of my list now because especially if it surprises you you read so many books.
1: <laughs> I know I couldn't believe this I was like oh, no he didn't but yeah yeah superb
0: shifting in here a little bit now uh on industry questions because I'm kind of curious about this stuff. With the ongoing pandemic that we've all been going through now for going on two years, uh, which seems hard to believe, but that's what, where, where we're at. Do you Have you seen, how has the pandemic affected the publishing industry, and uh, do you think it's, uh, it's going to affect the type of mystery thriller books we'll see post-pandemic?
1: It's interesting. I mean, the biggest effect that it's had has been the number of books that moved release dates. Things were moving at a moment's notice because, of course, in-person author events weren't possible at bookstores and even media opportunities changed. And so um, that was one aspect. We were seeing books moving all over the calendar. In fact, at one point um, I had read and absolutely loved the new book by Don Winslow called City on Fire. And I was getting ready. We had, you know, we were talking about putting it, making it one of the best of the month and I was getting ready to write my review and then it moved into 2022 um and then you know you're hearing about how there was congestion at the ports there were you know long lines at printing presses which uh, affected books and caused things to move as well so the logistical aspect of that has been one of the the biggest um parts of the industry to be affected by covid as far as the type of mystery thrillers um, um we'll see post pandemic the most interesting thing to me has been that in literary fiction, we're already starting to see pandemic lit happening. You know, you've seen uh, Louise Erdrich's The Sentence, Gary Steingart's Our Country Friends. Both of those books deal with the, the pandemic and and with its aftermath. And yet in mystery and thriller and at this point of the year, we pretty much have seen a lot of the books that are publishing uh, through early summer of 2022. And it's funny that the uh, pandemic hasn't been mentioned barely at all. In fact, the only two books that I can think of that mentioned it were Michael Connolly's excellent The The Dark Hours, the latest in the Renee Ballard and Harry Bosch book. And even then, it was just like, you know, brief mentions here and there of like COVID protocols. And there was like, you know, you knew it was in the background, but it certainly wasn't uh, spotlighted or made part of the plot. And, you know, I read an interview with Louise Penny where she was talking about how she waited until the final third of her latest Gamache book, The Madness of Crowds, to even mention COVID, just because she thought that it would be the last thing people would want to hear about after living through so much sadness. And I feel like mystery and thriller uh, novels are where we go to escape. And so I don't anticipate that there will be a lot of pandemic thrillers, you know, people Publishers and authors alike will kind of take that tack that mystery is where we go to escape. So you don't want to bring in anything that is
0: too real. Yeah, definitely. I think we all, as readers, we all have, uh, we're all with COVID fatigue and that's something that the past year I've been uh, asking my guest authors that question about whether or not they're going to address the pandemic and way over 90% say, no, they're going to ignore it. (laughs) Even like, you know, Dean Coons, big, you know, big names are like, no, I'm ignoring it.
1: I think so. I mean, I, I definitely think, like I say, that that's the difference. I mean, not that we don't read literary fiction to escape too, but I feel like literary fiction maybe sometimes where we go to kind of process big ideas and big events, and mystery and thriller is kind of where we go to escape some of that. And so, yeah, I don't anticipate that anybody will be, you know, writing the big pandemic thriller. Although given the, what we were talking about earlier with the uh, locked door mysteries still being a huge trend, I, I feel like lockdown would lend itself to one of those, but we'll see if anybody does it. Oh, yes. Right. That's a good
0: idea. I <laughs> know
1: it'll be like the plot part too.
0: <laughs> you're going to steal your plot. <laughs> I wanted to ask you, this is kind of a weird question, but you know, my, my to be read pile is always huge. And you're a professional reader. Any tips on on how to get through books a little faster? Is that even possible?
1: (laughs) Well, first of all, I make no great claim to having solved that problem. My apartment (laughs) is just more books than anything else, pretty much. But um, I always feel like it's like when you're shopping, I kind of mentally and sometimes using an Excel spreadsheet, physically divide books between Nice to read and must read. And that helps me kind of, you know, cut down on the the clutter because obviously I have to get through the must read pile first. Um, And one of the things I do is I definitely give myself 60 to 100 pages. I check in with myself at 60 pages and again at 100. Am I hooked? Can I wait to, to finish this book? And if the answer is yes, it's not really grabbing me, then I stop reading and I pick up something else. Life is too short. Keep going with a, a title that hasn't really grabbed you, particularly in this category. And then the other thing that I like to do that helps me get through things faster. You can get burnout when you're reading the same thing over and over again, even when it is a category that you love. And so if ever I'm feeling a little bit of fatigue and uh, I don't feel like reading, I pick up what I like to call a palate cleanser. So for instance, last year, I picked up Dial A for Aunties purely on the basis of the jacket, which looked very fun. Um, And it's a book about um, an Asian family of wedding planners and the mom wants to get the daughter uh hooked up with a man and so she goes online catfishing posing as her daughter sets her up with a guy and long story short he ends up dying during their date and then the entire family have to try and help the daughter you know cover it up um and it's so it's way more it's, well it's at least equal parts romance and mystery but it was so different from the the dark things that i had been reading at the time that i absolutely loved it and then like say it acted as a total palate cleanser i was ready to go back to murder and mayhem after that
0: yeah i do the same thing too when when it starts getting a little too heavy then i'll like throw in like a little cozy mystery or something
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it fun. totally revives you and you can go back to your normal diet as i say of you know, murder and mayhem.
0: <laughs> yeah. And also, you know, because I, I do have all aspiring writers that listen to this podcast and since you have a lot of experience and, 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 and have your, the, your your hand on the pulse of the, of the industry, any advice for uh, aspiring writers uh, who, who, who want to write thrillers and mysteries?
1: Well, since I only write about mysteries and thrillers, not write actual mysteries and thrillers, I don't feel like I can uh, speak from experience here. So, um, wh- I, I do, though, have some uh, advice from uh, other authors. Um, One of my favorite pieces of advice was when Jacqueline Woodson, um, who's better known as uh, a children's author, um, did a, she answered this question in a TED talk. And she said, if you can't find writing that mirrors you, take it as your chance to fill the gap. And so I feel like, you know, they all say, write what you know. Um, And I do feel like to our earlier point about representation and authors of color, et cetera, um, that there is definitely a uh, space on the shelf for more of those books. And so to uh, have writers do that would be great. And then, I also think of Lee Child, who, when he was asked what advice he would give to aspiring mystery thriller writers, he just said, read, 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 read as many mysteries and thrillers as you can, read across all the genres and subgenres, you know, read espionage, read cozies, read thrillers. Nothing beats knowing the category inside out for you to be able to identify, A, maybe where that gap is that Jacqueline Woodson was talking about, and B, you know what the trends are and you know what. Happening, you can put your fresh spin on it. it that that I think is a uh, those two things. I think would be very good pieces of advice for any aspiring thriller writers.
0: Yeah, excellent, excellent advice. And uh, and then also now this, since you have experience in the publishing industry, you've you've been a book buyer and sales and an edit an editor now. Um, any advice for somebody for a listener who wants to break into uh, the publishing industry?
1: Well, the first piece of advice would be the same as the last question you asked: uh, read, read, read. I mean, it sounds obvious, but uh, it it's very necessary. Um, I mean, obviously, as we were talking about earlier, there are trends in publishing. And so um, the only way to stay on top of those is to just read, 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 and know what's current and know what's going on. Um, the other thing is that I think a lot of people think about publishing and think that editor is the ultimate job uh, and that's what they're going for. And in actual fact, in my case, I kind of inadvertently ended up in sales and I found I loved it so much that my desire to become an editor for a publishing house evaporated and I stayed in sales for over 13 years and absolutely loved it. So I definitely think do not hold tight to editorial as the only job that you can get in a publishing house. Be open to working as a marketing assistant or as a sales assistant and get that experience, learn the business. That's where you'll find mentors and people who are already doing the job you would like to have, and then can help you get where you want to go. Or as in my case, help you realize that where you thought you wanted to go is not actually where you want to go. So that would be my my take.
0: Yeah, I noticed on your bio, you were in a book curation. What job is that?
1: So book curation refers to um, when I first uh, returned to Amazon because I was a book buyer there in the late 90s. So um, for the physical bookstores, it was a different job to the one I'm doing now in that we were literally stocking. The bookstores, And so we had to figure out what do our customers want to read in the physical bookstores? What do we have to have? What kind of things can we introduce to customers that they might not realize that they like? And so it was literally about looking at sales, doing the analysis, figuring out what our customers would love there.
0: Hmm. fascinating fascinating jobs in the industry <laughs>
1: it really was yeah yeah, yeah yeah
0: so uh before i let you go now i want to ask you about the got a little crystal ball here and see uh what books you think uh might make the list in 2022 uh which book should i be hitting that pre-order on okay well
1: uh i thought of three the first one is a book called the maid um it is a book set in new york and it concerns a young woman molly the maid who uh is working for a hotel when she discovers that the husband of this young beautiful trophy wife has been discovered dead in his hotel bed and molly is it never says it in the book that she's on the spectrum but you assume that there is something like that going on she is a totally sweet-natured woman and she tries to help the uh, young wife figure out who uh who killed her husband? Um, it is sweet. It's funny. It's a cozy, and it has been optioned for movie, which I think it will make a great movie. Um, and it was just one of those books where the publisher was really excited about it, and when we read it, we all loved it. So we're excited for that one. And then the apartment, the Paris apartment by uh, Lucy Foley. She's the author of the Hunting Party and the Guest List. We were talking earlier about Locked Door Mysteries. She is definitely a writer who has uh, perfected that kind of plot. Those uh, books I mentioned, The Hunting Party and The Guest List, are not so much Locked Door Mysteries as closed circuit mysteries, where you get, like in the Agatha Christie tradition, a bunch of people are kind of trapped in a similar location, and uh, then somebody dies. Um, In the Paris apartment, she's doing a slightly different take on all of that. And because we love those first two books so much, we are really, really excited for this one. And then the third one that I can't wait for is called I'll Be You by Janelle Brown. And she's the author of Pretty Things, which was also one of our uh, best of the year uh, mysteries the year before last. Um, That one was about a few grifters uh, meeting in Lake Tahoe. Uh, The new one is about identical twin sisters and former child actors, and one of them disappears. And that causes all kinds of secrets to come to the surface. Um, And we loved Pretty Things so much that we are really, really excited about I'll Be You. And side note, Twins has been one of the minor trends in the last year or two as well. There's been at least a dozen books involving Twins, usually twin sisters and uh, thrillers involving twin sisters in the last uh, year or so. So we're excited about this one.
0: Awesome. Well, great. that those sound, sound like a lot of fun. Thank you so much for sharing with that. And and thank you so much for joining the podcast and talking to you about books. Uh, it was a lot of fun.
1: Yes, definitely. And thank you so much for asking me. That was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. And what was the link again to the Amazon? To the best tw- it's amazon.com forward slash
1: best books 2021. And that's where you'll get Um, all of the best books of 2021 and you will also get the category picks so for the mystery and thriller fans check out our top 20
0: great well thank you so much vanessa uh thank you so much again for coming on the show
1: you're so welcome thank you
0: thank you for listening to this special episode of the podcast don't forget to uh, let me know which mystery thriller books made your top picks of the year you can let me know by going to thrillingreads.com forward slash best 21 and fill out the form there With your choices, or you can just email me your favorite mystery thriller books of the year to podcast at thrillingreads.com, and I'll share your favorite books in the uh, last episode of the year, uh, which will uh, be posted on December 28th. Thanks again to uh, Vanessa, uh, and make sure to check out the uh, wonderful books we covered during this uh, show and to find out some uh, new thrilling reads and discover some new authors. uh, You can go to thrillingreads.com forward slash 2021 to check out the uh, Amazon Book Editor's uh, Picks of the Year. And I'll also have these uh, titles that we discussed. We'll have, I'll have it in, listed in the show notes for this episode, which you can find at my website at uh, thrillerauthors.com. Please don't forget to uh, rate and review this podcast on your favorite podcasting app. It's a great way to help others discover the show. If you've already done that, thank you so much. you find all my links to social media and my website and my author page and all that good stuff over at thrillingweeds.com forward slash links. All right. Thanks for listening. And until next time, stay safe out there.